Everybody, evening, evening, evening. Man like Tony Kicks in the oh, place. No, I'm a moderator. I feel blessed. Thank you. Emil's there. Van Will Jams is here. Filling up nicely. Just waiting for Mr. White Gloves himself. We'll probably kick oh, of off course. in about uh, in about a minute or so. Shouts out to Mikey Blacks. Ife just joined. Woo. Um, what I would say, people, if you are logged in as you are, I can see you logged in. Sorry, that was a stupid thing to say. But if you know people that might be interested in this conversation or have something to say, again, today's topic is Rise of the Influencer. Uh, if you know any influencers that might be able to impart their knowledge or might want to defend themselves or give their opinion, just ping them into the group. Um, so uh, ping them in from now. I'm going to do the same. Um, and Emil and everybody else will as well. So here's a quick question, a little bit Excuse of a me. scenario. Who in here, if you know anybody in here, would you class, you have to point the finger at someone, who would you class as an influencer in here? On a positive you. note, let's, let's, let's be positive. Big man, big man, big man. You, you, man. you no, big no, man. No, forget me, forget me. Does anyone else, let's, let's share some positivity. If you used to call anyone an influencer in this room, Point the finger and give one reason why. Oh, that's a hard one, that is. Yeah. Obviously, Jason Scopes for Air Force One. That goes without saying. Amazing, the audience. Uh, I'm just scrolling through. Where's Jojo? Oh, yeah, that, that matter as well. <laughs> Jojo, yeah, I say Jojo. So so far so good. Um, I think someone wants to speak. Is that Mr. Ken Masters? Ken, where are you? If he's here. What it is, Dwayne? I haven't actually brought anybody up onto the stages yet, but what I will do. Um, okay. When Pedro takes the reins in about a minute or so, I will, um, again, this is to everybody, I'm going to invite everybody onto the stage. What I would ask you to do is just to mute yourself when you come up. If you do not want to come up onto the stage, just ignore or decline the invite. We won't be offended. Um, there is quite a few people in here today, so it's going to be a noisy one, but I'm, I'm going to invite everybody up. So just observe those rules of etiquette, which is as soon as you come up to the stage, just mute yourself so we haven't got any um, background noise. And I know I'm not the best person to be telling you guys to do it because I never do, but I will try to do it on this occasion. No worries, heard that loud and clear. Brother Ken, how have you been, sir, while we've got you? It's good to, good to have you in the group. I've been well, you know. Uh, work's just been a bit crazy. I just wanted to just um, interject on that whole thing about people being an influencer. I was just going to nominate Mikey, um, Scopes, and Phil. God bless you. Thank you. Big up yourselves to anyone that he mentioned. But yeah, um, Sir Pedro will be here in a few moments. He's just. I'm here. Of... I'm just doing some um, admin stuff. Give me literally oh. thirty seconds. I thought you were off ironing your white gloves. Yeah, me too. 
Joker. All of you, Jokers. <laughs> We're waiting for you now, Pedro. Yeah, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm all right. I'm good to go. Um, yeah, okay. Let's, let's just, um, yeah, let's just hit it. Right. Evening, guys. Um, once again, we appreciate all of y'all that are listening. Um, and yeah, we're here to talk about the rise of influencer. So basically, um, the reason why we're talking about influencers is a few weeks ago, we spoke about um, brands not caring about um, sneakerheads. And um, in specifically, we questioned, or no, we spoke about personalities and and their influence, and we questioned the level of influence um, that a sneakerhead had or did have versus that of the celebrity influencers and those that you see on reality TV. Um, as much as that session was was a rich one, one in, uh, in the- loads of people had different um, opinions in that, we felt that the subject of influencers and influencing deserved its own treatment. And so basically this evening is just going to be um, a deep dive in terms of what it means. It's um, what we understand it to be and how we've basically arrived at the current junction. So with all of that said, uh, I'm going to put it to you, Rain. What is an influencer? I'm going to be brutally honest. I, I tell you, obviously, I can tell you what people, what I think the majority of people think an influencer is, and that is someone who is popular, whether it be um, popular on social media or popular out there in their field, whether that be, um, <clears throat> I don't know, working in a marketing environment, working, uh, I don't know, as a uh, as a footballer or, or, or a sports individual. Um, but I think when we think influencer, we instantly think Instagram. We instantly think social media. Someone that's able, someone that's a, and, and, and don't get upset anybody, but someone who is a relative no one, but has um, a few thousand followers that they believe people take fashion advice from. I say fashion, streetwear advice or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so that would be my view on it, but whether that's wrong or right, because I, I don't know, I don't, I don't necessarily observe influencers. People are called influencers for whatever reason, because they've got a lot of followers, or I don't know. Interesting thoughts. Um, I want to put the same question to um, Danny, Danny Hickley. I know you, you work um, in social media and content marketing, and I just figured someone who's well-versed in that um, area that you you may have similar opinions to Rain or you may have your own opinions to what an influencer is. So that question goes to Danny. Yeah, kind of similar to be honest. Like to me, an influencer is a content creator, someone like Rain said with an audience. Um, I do, I work with influencers, but I do agree with what you said. Like nowadays, I think the term's pretty loose. Like anyone sort of can be an influencer. But yeah, someone that has a following creates creating. content. And yeah, pretty much like anyone from like 10,000 upwards, like micro influencers, bigger influencers, I think is pretty loose in terms of who can be one nowadays. Okay, appreciate that, Danny. Um, thanks for that. Um, for those that um, are on the stage, does anyone have any different opinion to the ones that have just been given by Rain and Danny? And that question's open to anyone. 
I think like going back to what Danny said in regards to it's quite loosely labeled the sort of like the general idea of what people who do like Instagram audits and that say is that if you have more than I believe like a thousand followers and less than 10,000 followers you're categorized as a micro influencer and then 10,000 plus because when it comes to like on Instagram when it comes to having 10,000 plus followers you then have access to different features like through Instagram use so you can actually link websites to your stories and things which I guess you'd say micro influencers don't have access to and as well as that like the, the general definition um, of influencers is a social personality I guess you'd say who influences buying decisions so Rain was completely right in saying that someone who influences like fashion but there's influences in different topics so obviously in our community we're heavily based on sneakers and fashion whereas there's influences on like skincare like makeup is very like like varietal really. Appreciate that Sakura. So based on what Sakura and um, Danny have mentioned, um, I heard some numbers um, being thrown about in terms of anything less than 10,000, you're considered a micro-influencer and anything 10,000 plus, then you're just um, a mass, a massive influencer. So is, influence, is being an influencer, is, that, is it a numbers game or is it something else? It comes down to... Sorry, who's speaking? It's Elijah, Eli. Sorry, go ahead. No, it comes down to engagement because you can have 10,000 people, but 1%, one or like 10% of them actually like engage with you. So like, it, yeah, it's just engagement rate. Like brands pay, will pay more for higher engagement on some, if you have like 5,000 and like 50% is worth more than 10,000 with like 1%. Yeah, um, going off what Eli is saying, yes, yeah, it's, it's true. Like, I know a couple of influencers myself, <clears throat> and it's the thing of brands will come to them, or you see that a lot of them post like how like how much people interact with their story, how much people watch it, and stuff like that. And it's a thing of say, um, say you are an influencer with a small amount of following, but you have a lot of dedicated followers of people who will actually go and buy the stuff or people who actually go on the website and affiliate links and all of that, it the company's more likely to with you because they know that they can get more, not more, they know that they can get more money out of you, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely so. Um, okay, let um, me flip. Oh, sorry. Sorry, oh, sorry, Henry. Oh, it's all yeah, good. It's all good. No, because um, I was going to say, I think, I don't know if many people remember, but Rita Ora, like a couple of years ago said that she would drop a track if her tweet got like a certain number of retweets, like a thousand. And I think it literally only got like 300. And she oh had my like God, millions no. of followers. She, um, she put on her Twitter, she said, if this um, tweet, if this tweet hits 10,000 retweets, um, I'll release my new album. And it got maybe like 400 likes or something yeah. like something very, very low. Yeah, like that engagement, like engagement like that is dead. And I, I don't know how many followers she's got, but yeah, she fucked up. She fucked up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it. So it. I mean. So there's something to be said in terms of the fact that 
being um, being an influencer isn't really all about numbers game. And um, I, I kind of wanted to ask the question um, following on from that. What happened to being an influencer based on um, reputation? So what I mean is, is you're not... Um, you're not you're not doing it for likes you're not doing it because you have thousands of followers you're doing it because you set your own path you set your own trend you're you're doing stuff which is slightly different from the norm and in that respect you're you're inspiring and influencing people to follow down the path that isn't from the norm what would you say to that jonathan oh mad um I was thinking, don't ask me that. Um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think that's what, ideally, if we take away the numbers, that's what an influencer should be about, right? Um, a tastemaker who essentially sets pace and influences your decisions, I guess. But they're doing that because they're presenting things to you in a very different way that engages your interest or even expands your interest to a degree. Um, I think the problem now is that, unfortunately, brands have how do we, brands have an aesthetic that they seem to like, so everyone sort of fills in, trying to fit into that funnel. Um, it's just it's just the way it goes these days. Um, you know, a brand like someone who's got I don't know X amount of Jordan ones on their thing, Bobby on their sneaker wall, everybody decides that they're going to try and imitate the same thing and then it becomes a bit boring and repetitive. And then on the flip side, you then have, um, what was the other one? There's a couple of trends that we have. There's the sneaker wall trend. Then on the flip side, you have the guys who just, there's guys who just post pics of their shoes and they've got a, an amazing collection of shoes and you'd still listen to them, but they wouldn't, be considered an influencer by a brand but for you because you respect that person's hustle and their knowledge and whatever you're going to think you know what oh that's dope or the way they presented it makes it look a bit different um like shout out mo where's mo mo's in the chat i think is um like he presents his shoes in a slightly different way and it's like oh, oh that's kind of sick um i wouldn't buy everything that he's got but i definitely appreciate the stuff that he's got um, so I think, yeah, there's a balance between the numbers game and the trying to be a brand. Um, and then there's the enthusiasts who just enjoy what they're doing and they lend their skills or their creativity to what they're doing. So it's always hard, I guess, in this community now, anyway, to figure out who's genuine and who's not. So for me, I don't really, I stop caring to, to a degree about the influencers and who's an influencer and who isn't. If I like your stuff, I like your stuff and that's it. That's, you know, it's neither here or there. And I think that's where, I think that would be the ideal space that we should operate in um, because it just becomes fat noise and we're blowing air or smoke up someone's ass when you legit know you don't rate that stuff that they're doing. So there's no point in my opinion, but I'm just one guy. So, hey. I think, um, quickly going off what Jonathan has said I think what Jonathan is saying is curbing on the whole difference between an influencer and just a genuine sneakhead when they're talking about sneakers because 
somebody who let's say let's take okay cool um not to put you on the spot let's take a rain if you used to go into rain if you used to go on rain's account and you was going his instagram he has a lot of shoes but behind the shoes there's knowledge but if you're going onto just an influencers page called they'll post a, a shoe and they'll post an outfit but a different person is going for the knowledge and a different person is going with the fact that okay cool he knows what he's talking about he just hasn't posted a shoe so influencers are i guess you would say the type of people obviously there's some more knowledgeable than others but influencers are the type of people to post a shoe in comparison to an outfit and then post a picture rain might post it and then post a story or might post different sorts of content but brands aren't really looking for that brands are looking for people who are just there to look at a picture like a picture and click it do you get what i mean i think jumping off of that oh sorry no you're good Sorry, I was just going to quickly add add a point um, and then I'll, I'll move back down to the audience. But I think there's a lot to be said about kind of the, the rise of social media and this word monetization overall. I think there's a generation obsessed with monetizing whatever route that they can. And by all means, I'm not saying that people shouldn't get paid for what they do. Like, absolutely, they should. But there's, there's a lot of people and, I guess, influencers that will jump on any trend that they see possible just at the moment in terms of where we are it it looks like it's sneakers at the moment but yeah people will jump on sneakers influence become influencers and then get paid for it monetize platform and then move on to the next next thing I guess so there's a lot to be said about kind of um I guess it's not really just the younger generation but um people in general overall on social media and just trying to use social media as a money-making route as opposed to having a genuine interest or um, a love for trainers overall. So can I ask you guys a question? What's going on? My name is Sean. Um, I've been a sneakerhead since I was 16, 15 years old. And uh, I'm 33 now, right? And I resell sneakers and I make my own sneakers in China. So where would you think that I would fall in as far as when we're talking influencer for people to, you know, purchase either my product or the other product that I'm selling. Like, where do you guys think that lies when it's somebody that's really been in the culture and took the risk to even put out his own brand of sneakers? That's an amazing I'd, question. Oh, sorry, um, go ahead. Yeah, I'd call you a brand. Um, you're a brand. You're building your brand identity, you're building your followership, you're, you know, expanding your reach. Um, that makes sense as a, if you think of it like old school business model, sort of um, way of looking at things, um, you are a brand. Um, whether you want to do that on your personal page and make yourself the man behind the brand, the face of the brand or whatever else you want to call it, then yeah, you are a brand. But I think you're slightly, I'd pitch you slightly differently to someone who has hundreds of shoes and it's just like Nike shoes and stuff because you're bringing your own interpretation of that. It's just like a customizer who's got their customizing page and they've got loads of shoes. Like, um, yeah, at that point, you're, I, I think the one that I can think of off the top of my head, I think she's called Sneaker Fan Dan. Um, she customizes her shoes. She, I'd, I'd call her. She's an influencer, but I'd call her a brand because you know she's doing one-on-one, one-on-one pieces of regular shoes that we're all like pitching up and buying, and then she's flipping them and changing them up. Um, it's like 
I'd picture in the same frame as the sneaker surgeon, the shoe surgeon. You are a brand because there's a business, there's like an actual business behind what you're doing. Yeah, not I, to say I, I, that I, an influencer I, isn't a business uh, person, I, by the way. I definitely agree, but I play on both sides of the fence. So I resell Nikes and Jordans too. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of a different situation. That's what I was asking from that perspective. Like, I, I know I'm a brand. I definitely am aware of that. And um, but I, my brand. The reason why I think I really resell is to mix my stuff in. So people will, you know, people come to me for, you know, your latest Jordan, your latest Air Force One, Dunk, et cetera. So I was just like, well, shit, I can just mix my stuff in with everything else I'm selling. So that's that's the perspective that I'm really asking about. Because just, I was just listening and, you know, certain things um, came up. It, Mr. King, um, in regards to that, do you... Um, what what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known just for your brand or just for everything in terms of you're a multi-tiered person or you want your brand to blow up and you're just using the reselling to fund that or to make your name? Well, well me in particular, I'm just an overall artist. I'm a graphic designer. I've been in the clothing industry for about 15 years. I, I do music. I mix and master music, and I actually put out music myself. Um, so it, I, overall, I'm just an artist. But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't really care what you call me because I'm just do what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I'm going to call you Puff because you're on that bad boy hustle flow. So we just call you Puff for now. My name, my name is Sean, though. Hey, Take that, take that. Amazing. So with all of that that's been said, and um, thank you for that, Jonathan, Saffron, and King. Um, I guess the question to be asked, and I'll put this to both Paolo and Jojo, is who should be an influencer? Who, you know, who, what, what qualifications are required to be an influencer? And uh, if we can have Paolo first, and then Jojo afterwards. Yo, what's up? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Um, influencers. I mean, for me, there's kind of like um, levels to it. If you're like, depending on number of the following and the engagement, mm -hmm. like micro-influencers are like 15K or less, something like that. And for me, that that's kind of like right now the most powerful in terms of like the sneaker culture and streetwear in particular and anything between like uh, when you jump into 50 up to like uh, 500s that's the real influencer for me who's really like for me personally doesn't mean anything whatever they post it's all an ad to me they don't mean shit mm -hmm. I, I, I like I follow more people who are like um, below 10k that's that's a real influence for me, kind of like the tastemakers. So you think numbers really dictate, you know, influence? Uh, or do you engagement, just, like the smaller engagement for me, engagement oh, yeah, rate, definitely. But yeah, I mean, I think larger people have engagement, and then you know, smaller people have engagement. But do you think a smaller influencer has more of a pulse? on the actual uh 
industry that they're influenced upon or do you just think you know a person that has a larger following really just doesn't give a fuck and just wants the bag you know what i'm saying um i can actually jump on from this based off of experience but i'll let paolo talk first nice call you go ahead um so in regards to the, the whole numbers thing um followers typically are considered important but engagement's definitely a lot more important um there's been a lot of occasions where i've had to ask you know so-called influencers or people with mass followings to see their engagement um prior to ever sending them anything for promo um because i resell and like item source designer clothing and stuff so there's this one girl i follow on instagram and she's sort of like an OnlyFans girl but you know always in bikinis and stuff so I thought because she has 120,000 followers on Instagram I thought it'd be a great idea to send her like a designer bikini that I had um with the intent of her promoting it so I asked her to see uh whether I could see her engagement um first off the majority of her followers are men and men aren't going to buy bikinis for example and also her engagement even though she had 120k her engagement was awful it was like less than 10,000 likes per post like maybe max 100 comments um it was really really bad and then going back to another person so my friend he has half a million followers on tiktok and 60k on instagram he recently maybe last year he had a brand deal with Montclair um he didn't fucking care about showing it off he just wanted the money however much they paid him um, and he just wanted the free jacket. He couldn't care less. He walks around in the forest and like scratching it on the woods and stuff. But I feel like he is just one example. So I can't base it off the majority and I can't generalize it. But it's a lot of the time he, a lot of the time influencers don't really care about what's being given to them for free. Um, he hates the brand uh, Jack Wills, but Jack Wills has said they're going to pay him X amount to do this and that. He said, oh, fuck it. It's just it's just money at the end of the day. And I feel like that is the way that a lot of people, especially influencers, think. I'm just going to jump in off the back of that. Can you guys hear me, by the way? Yeah. Loud yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, right, yes. Cool. Um, so I think a lot of good points have been made. And obviously, you know, it's a bit, this whole influencer word is a bit, you know, it's a bit techy sometimes. Um but I think there's different ways about it. Like, yeah, you can have, a, like most people said, it's about engagement. And to be honest, most times when you don't see high engagement, it's quite frankly, they've bought a lot of followers. Um, so you're not going to see the engagement because half of their followers are, you know, fake accounts um, that don't engage or can't engage. Um, and you get that a lot with influencers. If you just, you know, take the top, top number if you don't delve into you know the likes the comments and all all of that stuff with the back end insights um you might find you know that an influencer is, is not really an influencer if that makes sense um i think the other part of it is about who are you influencing um sometimes it it depends on what day on you might catch me on one day someone says oh yeah you're an influencer and I might be okay with it other days I might cringe about it um on a personal level is to me I don't really see it as that because 
you've got to ask yourself, who are you trying to influence? Um, in my case, it's not always, it's not really about um, individuals. Um, if you look at the most of the people that I'm talking to, they're actually brands. You know, I'm not having, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm engaging in conversations with people, you know, via my Instagram or whatever, and I'm putting stuff out that's going to individual people. But the most things that are Insta is brand work. And it's about them reaching out and being like, hey, we saw you did this, or uh, can you help? Do you, is there a collaboration that, you know, you think we should be working on, da, da, da. So it's more who are you trying to influence? For some people, they're trying to influence individuals and, you know, get them to buy stuff or get them to dress like them and things like that. But for others, they're trying to work with brands and they're trying to reach out to them. And that's definitely the space that I would say I play in now. Another thing that comes from if you if you're gonna say that you're you're an influencer and, and I understand everybody's got you know everybody needs money everybody's got personal things that they want to do but I think if you want to do it properly and I think Jonathan said if you go into it it depends on what you're going into it for um, there has to be a level of integrity um, I li- I am known to not accept certain things from certain brands because I know. I don't like this. This is a waste of product, especially in my case, if I'm working with a medium, small or medium sized company, for example, you cannot afford to waste that on me. I would rather suggest you, you know, you send that to someone else who will appreciate it. Now, if we're talking, okay, um, a brand has come to say, okay, we, we're going to give you X amount of money to, you know, to, to wear this or whatever, again, I'm not going to do that because if I'm associated with you, well, the, the short-term money might be nice, but if I'm associated with you, what does that do for my brand in the long-term? Those are the kind of questions. If you're serious about how you're putting yourself out there, those are the kind of things that you should consider. I, I certainly do anyway. And then the other part of it that you have to bear in mind, as someone mentioned earlier, you're a tastemaker. So I very much have to be conscious of what I put out, not because of the 5,000 odd people that are going to see it, but because of the circles I'm in away from that. You know, I can't be seen to be saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do Boohoo because it's got a big, you know, Boohoo, they, they pay well, it's got a big check. Da, da, da. That does nothing for me when I'm working in high fashion. It doesn't it, you know, it doesn't translate well, you know. So I think a lot of the times with influencers, yeah, you do get people that are, you know, reckless and they're promoting stuff and you can tell there's no strategy with it. You know, one day they're selling a bikini, the next day is some random herbal tea or or something like that. But to me, I don't look, like, like Paolo said, I don't look to those people as influencers. You're just a cash cow. You're just trying to get money. And, and I completely understand that. I have nothing against that. But personally to me, you're not, you're not influencing me because your strategy is off. There's no consistency or thought in what you're doing at all. So for me, it's really about people that have curated something that makes sense to who they are at the core of it. And everything they do is aligned. And whether they're selling to individuals or they're selling to work with brands or whatever, make sure that that integrity is in that. So personally for me, 
that is what I would say influencing should really be about. And if if at the end of it, someone, you know, I'm always a bit shocked if someone's like, oh, yeah, you made me want to buy that. Oh, cool. That was not my intention, to be honest. I just wanted to flex my fit because I thought it was nice. But if you wanted to buy that off the back of that, great. Do your thing. But to me, most of the things I'm doing is out of appreciation for the brand, not the people. Does that make sense? Um, but yeah, that's my two pence on it, really. Definitely so. So with all of that said, would you consider yourself, Jojo, an influencer? And apologies if the question seems obvious or not. But No, I would. It, it, it's To me, it's, it's neither here or there, to be honest. If, if you are influenced by what I do, that's great. It's not by design, if that makes sense. My sole purpose is really to talk to brands. People just happen to be in and around that, you know? So for me, it's like, yeah, by accident, yeah. And if, you know, if a brand, you know, when brands come along and say, okay, we want to pay you X amount to do this. Okay, does this fit? Yeah, it does. All right, I'll do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean I've set out to do that because the other thing with, if you're taking up that mantle to say that, okay, this is what I am, then that means you want to be in the limelight all the time, you know? And for me, that's that's actually not what I want to do. I would actually rather be in the background <coughs> working on campaigns and doing cool stuff like that, you know? Hey, Jojo, so can me, I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. So if you really like something, will you post it on your page just because you like it? Or do you oh, always... Yeah. Okay. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. You can't... To me, it's like, when it's about a passion and something that you love, it can't be bought. If you like it, you like it. You can't then tell me, I want you to go and, and sell beauty creams that's not my brand and anybody who knows me who's been watching what I've been putting out there it's, it's not gonna wash they're gonna know that oh, okay wrench you today then isn't it like you only do not... you only do high fashion no not just not just high fashion but high fashion is where my circle is you know that mm. is where people that I know face to face I can say okay this is the PR for this person oh hey I can email so and so this is about this brand da da da. Now I was but, just asking because I was looking at your page and I don't know if you have a personal page, um, but I was just looking at the page that was linked to your bio. That's why I asked you. Yeah, like literally, like it, it's not just high fashion, but in terms of like circle of people that I would know personally that is the lane that they're in and then there's obviously like streetwear which I I love I have no variation on okay it can't be like I can't look at this brand because it's not high fashion that's not the case but if it's you're telling me oh I want you to sell something wear something from misguided I'm not gonna do that I don't even spend my own hard-earned money well, on misguided you know? well Jojo check out my brand I want to send you some things so just sure. check it out we'll do appreciate that just like that yeah what about me? Could I just quickly <laughs> piggyback off this as well for Jojo said? Hold yeah, on, Paolo, what did you say, bro? I think he had said something. Oh, never mind. And that's all good. Sakura, go. Sakura, sorry. Go ahead with what you was gonna say. Um, so in regards to what Jojo said with like the sort of like authenticity of influencers, um now i believe it's in the uk as well as the us but there's like a thing on instagram where you can tag or you, i think in some countries due to like the like laws i don't know danny could probably elaborate on this but i know the laws in terms of like data sharing have changed for us here like we can't see how many people have shared our posts or shared our stories but um maybe a couple months back instagram rolled out this feature where if you are considered like a creator or a business and you have like a partner, um, 
you tag your whatever you're promoting I guess and it will come up as paid advertisement by whoever and I feel like that is a great feature that Instagram has rolled out in terms of you can definitely see the authenticity of someone promoting it um like with what Jojo said as well in regards to her wanting to put something on her story for the sake of like you know liking it or loving it it's like even if like an influencer would get paid to do that whereas you're actually showing like an authentic love and a like for something and it definitely does show that some aspects of it are just for finance if that makes sense yeah definitely so um Danny, um, following on from what Sakura has just mentioned, do you find in your line of work authenticity um, to be an issue in regards to social media and influencers? Yeah, 100%. Um, a lot of the brands I've worked with have like a huge influx of influencers requesting like goods from them. And that can be from like small inf- micro-influencers to like your mainstream sort of celebrities. And a lot of them are like, copy and pasted messages they've clearly sent it to you know a bunch of brands they just want to get as much as free much free stuff as possible and I think it's always quite obvious in down to simple things like how the how the message is like written like whether they've addressed the brand or the person they're sending the thing to I think that's a that is a huge problem but I think most teams and most brands companies that I've worked for as well they're quite good at vetting that out and seeing who is actually genuinely interested like for example I used to work at an evening wear company and we'd have a lot of like um, I think someone mentioned earlier like OnlyFans girls and a lot of their content is like bikinis and swimwear so they're not actually obviously interested in wearing evening dresses like full like maxi sequin gowns they just want the free stuff so yeah I think it's quite it is a huge thing like if someone's being authentic and they want to work with the brand but I think it is quite easily noticed by the brands and the people that are working for them amazing thanks for that can i just add sorry sorry quickly can i just add to what um danny said about that um certainly from people i know in pr she's absolutely right it's so easy to spot a faker like within seconds like and if and if you've not heard back from the pr within like I would say like an hour, just know it's it's a no. It's very, very easy for, as much as people are like, oh man, influencers, uh, they get a lot of stuff. But what some influencers won't tell you is the amount of rejections that they've had as well. I think the best way, if you, if you A, if you want to come across as someone that has integrity and B, if you don't, if you care about your reputation, you wouldn't do things like that like there's certain brands I know I have I do not present uh, myself in a way that is in alignment with them so there's no point in me even saying even if I love the brand so much I would never ever first of all I got too much pride but also just sense to know that I am not at the level I need to be at I do not produce the right type of content to be able to approach this brand to ask for anything and thirdly I don't need this thing so for me it's kind of like if you're going to go and approach a brand the best way I always advise people do are you in alignment with that brand is there anything about you and that brand that they would look at you and go yeah this person is a right fit is there anything you can do with their content that is different to everybody else out there 
if you can't answer yes to any of those questions, in my view, you can't be requesting stuff. It's just Can that I, simple. The flip side of that, I think it's important to note as well that there is actually brands that do what we're saying influencers do, like brands contact influencers that they yeah. probably haven't even looked into. So it's interesting that it does actually work. Obviously, the smaller brands, but it's interesting that it works both ways and that brands also make those mistakes of, trying to you know dish out as many free products as possible to get the posts and the shares and the tags yeah yeah absolutely I've definitely had it where I've been like oh this brand's reached out but I am nothing like this brand yeah and more times I'll just go through my emails I'll just be like delete you, you clearly you haven't checked me out you just want to get your product like you said you could get your product everywhere and to me whenever that happens one it shows me you haven't done your research but b it shows me how cheap your stuff is because if you don't care enough to just fling it about, then it's cheap and I don't want to wear it. That's kind of like the view I have. Do we have anybody that uh, are influencers in the streetwear or sneaker space in here? You know what it is? It's mad because, sorry, just to answer that, I think there's a lot of people in here that might not class themselves as influencers. So it's a bit of a mad question to ask because looking around, like, for example, um, Dwayne is is an influencer. Emil with the video work is an influencer. Mikey Blacks is an influencer. Um, um, the guys that do the, um, the 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 stock room podcast they're influencers because they, they they've got a platform to talk about stuff. So uh, Jason Scopes, I'm just going down the list. So there are lots of influencers in here by by that definition, but whether they class themselves as that is probably another conversation. I don't I don't I don't care whether you call yourself an influencer as long as you got good engagement and people will I said return on investment. Can I say something now? Yeah go for it. Um because I was just thinking just on what Rain says because I'm sat here thinking to myself right that in the sneaker culture within the UK like I follow a lot of people and what is it about them that Dude, who is the who is a influencer in the sneaker world like now? Like who is it? And I think there are people in this group who have a lot of influence and they've got pedigree. So when they talk, they're talking from years of experience. When I came back into the sneaker game, it, it for me it was like right, I need to kind of get up to speed in what's going on. I remember catching up with Emil, then um, Dwayne, and then realizing, well, wait a minute, there's the panel reading the stuff that Henry writes on um on the, on the Facebook group is like and I've said this to guys is immense stuff and when I found out that Danny was from the north I started following him this guy knows about stuff and I was kind of thinking you know it's kind of one extreme you got DJ Khaled who gets the newest trainers and but before he opens his mouth I've already moved the page so I don't want to hear what he's got to say but then I'll seek out information from guys like who are in this group just even this this evening i found um went into shops's latest video and i'm like right i can't get the air tube let me hear what he's got to say about it and i kind of feel that we've got so much people of integrity and right and standing um who who are not self-proclaimers but then we have people who have two percent knowledge but all proclaiming who they are. And for me, I'm old school. The moment you have to call yourself an influencer, you're not. 
you know, your work will speak for itself. Mm -hmm. And people will have different views to that. But I just, it's just something to throw out there. My sort of frustration anymore as such, but when I see guys like Stevie Ryder post what he posted today, I am so, I'm, I'm happy because I'm thinking, here's a guy who, to his core, is what this is about and seemingly getting the recognition slowly but surely he deserves. But for me, there's a lot of guys in this group I could waffle on so much. Jojo speaking before, seeing the work that she's done with the, no, um, uh, Visionism, Vis Vision, I messed up the name there, but in Manchester, there's so many micro connections and I personally feel they've shaped my view on the sneaker world and giving me knowledge, but are not necessarily recognised. I would class these guys as influencers within the UK sneaker world more than the superstar who gets a mid to tell me about what's in Foot Locker. I'm not interested, but with these yeah. guys, I am. Okay, well, what it sounds like, you're trying to find people more relatable to you, and I think that's... No, nah, do you know what? It's not, bro. Do you know why? Because when I, I left, I'll, I'll tell you what, is I was into sneakers, had a family, went through, through a bit of difficulty financially, got rid of a lot of stuff, slowly but surely came back. And I personally feel that there's a lot of people who, I don't like to use the word who because of the passion that they're involved in, they're 100% with the passion, but they they could outstrip most people out there just given the confidence and the backing to do so and would make great strides. But because that's not there in whatever reason why, I still think they've got influence, but I just think this whole term gets branded so quickly and so easily, and the expectation is that people automatically will respect that. Yeah. I, I don't feel that that I think it comes through pedigree for me. That's gonna I think, make me I think, make a decision. Uh, one of the keys trying to like uh, be aware what kind of influence they have. It can come in like different shapes and forms. I look up to people who have knowledge, but I also look up to people who take good pictures for me, that's big. I also look up for people that dress good. You know, they might be stupid as fuck, but they look good. For me, that's, <laughs> that's one kind you know, what I mean that's one kind of influence. And there's some, yeah, I mean, someone that I mean, look up to, but I'm not going to go to up to him for some knowledge. You right, know I mean? and that's what I was saying, Kay. Like, I think, like, your story resonates with a lot of people in the industry. So I think you kind of subconsciously find people who have similar stories and similar passions. And those are the people that you can really consider influencers because it's very relatable to you and your situation. And I think those are the most organic types of situations. And that's who I'm trying to work for. Like, I, I'm not trying to sponsor or, or send product to a girl who all I see is Giuseppe, Gucci, uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying, high fashion shit. Because, I mean, even if you do the sneakers, that's not what your audience follows you for. So it's, it just has to be relatable. And I think that's where we really look for. And I'm speaking from a brand perspective of what I want to do. And I know other brands, you know, they just see numbers and they want to throw shit at it. But, you know, being a smaller brand, similar to what um, I forgot her name, um, the young lady that was a uh, Jojo was saying earlier, like, you know, we have I mean, I've, I've done very well. 
But the thing is, I'm not just going to be throwing out money because my products cost a little bit more than your average. So uh, I still want to maintain my brand. Um, quickly, um, adding on to what Questy was saying, what Questy said, it, it made a lot of sense. I feel like there's two different types of influences. Bro, we have someone in here who actually has a shoe Nike. We have people in here who have actually helped influence on different shoes. So the influence is there, but I have a feeling that there's the difference between that type of influence slash influencer and the people who go on and are very public in terms of they've put a shoe as I think, I think Quizzy was also saying it. They've put a shoe and someone's trying to, no, it was Paolo. Someone tried to, someone's trying to sell mids to somebody. There's that different type of influencer and it looks like we, that's the, that's the thing, coming from a sneakerhead type of, type of thing, we are more in tune with the influencer where there is the more knowledge. But at the end of the day, the more knowledge isn't what's going to get the brand's money, if that makes sense. The, the, the brands want money from, oh, this is a quick money grab. I'm going to give so-and-so a shoe who has 55K and good engagement. Oh, they might pick up on it or people might pick up on the shoe. We are a different type because we care about the story. We care about somebody posting a picture and they've, they've woke up in the morning or oh yeah, and they're writing a whole think piece on their Instagram about how they got the shoe and what the shoe means to them. There's a different type of influence that we are looking at compared to the general public. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is just one thing just to say, but surely... Though, oh, okay, I'll talk for myself, but in just this, in this discussion, it, it, for me, it's, it's quite simple. The panel put a post up tomorrow and say, we're happy to announce that we've collaborated with so-and-so. I'm buying that shoe, not necessarily because, oh, yeah, I'm hyped about the shoe, but, yeah, I've bought into who these guys are on an organic level. Same with Danny. Danny was to say, oh, I've got something with Adidas and I've got something... In me, in terms of wanting to see them in a place to get more influence, I'm heavily supporting that. I just, I just feel that within the, the purest, so to speak, maybe that the, the the getting in to have that type of expression and influence. There's, I, I, I struggle to find how many who's the who's the person we can say yeah is that influencer for this mass of people. Who, who is it? Oh, okay. I mean, what was the question again? So, so my question is like, for me, I've expressed that for me, a lot of guys in this group, for in my personal opinion, are influencers, not because they've come out deliberately to be called that, but the nature of their experience, the nature of their knowledge, the nature of their taste, what it is and passion about the shoe has put them in a place where they express themselves, what, 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 what it educates and inspires people. Fine. But then I'm trying to figure out who, who out, who's the other side then within this culture, because the other side are just people have who have following. <laughs> have yeah. The other side is just the people who have following and don't really relate to the culture. No, but, but what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting at, bro, is this is, I'm just, I've named names in this group because I, I think because I think I mean like that that's you know like putting a, a SB on Kylie Jenner and she doesn't she never was into sneakers like that you know as far as being a sneaker head and oh. being known for that but when they put 
a SB that hasn't came out in years, that's what raises in the white suburbia America or people that he may relate to. Those are the people that are going to look into SBs now because Kali won. You know what I'm saying? So, so then the point is then... I think the point, that's the other end of what you're speaking of. Yeah, then the point is then brands will choose who they feel is of influence for the mass of people, not for the real, um, so to speak, the purest or the people into their kicks. What I'm saying as an alternative thing, though, is I personally feel there are people who don't recognise how much impact that they're having, and it'll just be a good thing just to see those same people backed um, more than alike and a subscription. I really, I mean, hopefully when everything turns around with the, the events and stuff, there's certain people here that I would literally tomorrow put money down and support simply because I believe in what they do and their impact on me. Well, okay, that's, that's similar to what Nike does when they're talking about the collaborations, right? So, you know, they do the big collaborations with Virgil, Jerry, uh, Don C., and shit like that. But the people that they really should collaborate with are people that's been in the culture that's the, the same type of people you're talking about, like people that have influence but don't <laughs> call themselves influencers because they really love what they do. But Nike doesn't, or, or and Adidas as well, or any big company, doesn't give a lot of opportunities to ki- people and, and these kids that are really creating what we you know think is fashionable so why you're seeing all these independent brands and people you know making their own shit because they're not going to even get the opportunities all right cool i hear well, what i I'm not, mm. can i quickly speak yeah so sorry guys 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 uh sorry to interject just um one voice please let the person finish up um before you jump in um cheers all right all right, cool. Quickly, King, I, whatever you're saying, it makes sense. But what Questy's trying to say, Questy's coming from the complete other side. We spoke about it. And Questy's looking for the person that is on basically our side, looking in and cares more about what, what he can buy more into. Cool. And from that, I would say, if we look at someone like Paolo, cool. He's, what, with the basement or I think... Uh, don't get me wrong i forgot your place i think you started basement or something like that um but yeah he has a shoe with nike he's somebody four that's shoes. in four, four sorry four shoes i'm so sorry um he has four shoes that is somebody who i would say is on our side so to speak with an insight into nike uh, into the whole streetwear and he's somebody of influence his page has what basement has over 3k plus members and there is shoes there. There's a catalog there. There's influence there. So something that I would say you could possibly buy into is somebody like that because obviously now you see the inspiration, you see the influence, and you see the backing behind it. So with all of that said, um, I actually want to put a question to Danny Royston. Um, I know you have um, a large following with um, the Annex sneakers. And the question I want to put to you, Danny, is... What purpose do you think an influencer um, should serve? So for me, I mean, uh, good evening, everybody. Um, for me, there's, there's, like, there's two types of influence. And I think Quasi touched on that. There's people who set out 
here tonight that they're not we don't listen to those people but there's people in here and and again quizzy called out a lot of people who have a passion who put it on instagram who put it on the socials youtube channel whatever they might have and almost by proxy become an influencer and become influential on on certain aspects and do you know me and Dwayne did a, a podcast me and Dwayne did a podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about this uh, and we kind of said well I, I will happily hold my hands when people will say Danny you're an influencer I was like well I almost don't want to be called an influencer because people are saying oh well you get sent products and all this and I just push out anything that's not I set out with a passion and then I've been fortunate enough that I got picked up with the guys from Adidas and I work closely with like the special people but that's the stuff I buy and I was buying anyway and then they picked me out and and then I, I work with Adidas and promote special stuff so that's it's a different type of influence isn't it that you have over people it's not they're not giving me the bag just to roll out anything it's are you authentic I think it was Jojo who, who said before authenticity if you can find the authenticity then it sells we've said it before about like Van and other people in this group if, they, if Van puts on an Air Max 1 and you've never seen it before people are going to look out for that Air Max 1 and that's 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 the different level of influence. Uh, and are you influential? I guess are you not an, influ an influencer, but are you influential over s some people? Sorry, Henry. What was the question anyway? <laughs> the question the question was, what purpose do you think influencers should um, should serve? I mean, it, for me. I want to try and share knowledge first and foremost about product that I care about. So if somebody's going to hit me up, I'm not just going to take product off anybody and I'll call out. So I have discussions with Puma about Puma products that I might push out there. Now, if Puma turn around to me and give me some sort of weird and wonderful Puma cell collaboration, I politely decline it. I say, look, there's, there's no point in me sending me that. It's not, it's not for me, it's not for my audience, it's just going to look fake. Give me something that I can work with. Give me something that's real that I would go out and spend my own money with anyway. And then I can show it to my audience, to my Instagram followers, to my YouTube channel. And then can I give them information about product? What's it made from? Can you look at the materials? Can you give them sizing advice? Oh, things like that. That's what people are wanting. A genuine story and, and, and products. So Danny, let me let me let me ask you a follow-up question. So if Puma gave you an opportunity to design your own model, um, what would that do for you? Or just you do not really relate to the Puma brand. I'm trying to understand a little bit. No, no, I, no, no, I, I I fuck with Puma, but give me a model that I want to wear. I would not accept anything that I do not wear myself. I would never ever accept it because then Again, going back to what Jojo said, the authenticity. As soon as I start picking up products and just putting any random piece of shit on my Instagram or YouTube, people are going to go, that's not real. Why is he doing that? I'm, I, don't, I don't believe that. So if someone came, you know, let's be honest, everybody in here wants a shoe collaboration. We all want to make our own shoes, and that is like the, the top of the tree. Well, if, if, you wanna, if, you, if you want to make your own shoe, holler at me. We can work something out. No, no, it's cool, man. But if if I if I want to do my own shoe, I'm doing it, I'm doing it through my passion and because it's something real. I'm not doing it just, just because. Do you know what I mean? That's... Well, 
I'm just trying to give people opportunities who didn't have opportunities like I did. You know what I'm saying? To get their creative expression now. And I'm doing collaborations with people who make sense and are going to get me in markets that I currently are not in. So anybody who fits that mold, let's get to it. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have to talk to anybody else. It's really my call, whether I work with you or not. And I just want it to be authentic and I want it to be real and I want it to be genuine. And I'm very uh, an advocate uh, of, uh, of telling a story and things to have really meaning besides just doing something just for the fuck of it. Yeah, but then I'd say who who are the people buying your products and, and your brand anyway and go to those people who are who have a genuine love for it? Like, in the I mean, that, that's not even always the case, though, because just because you don't buy my product doesn't mean that you're not a sneakerhead or you don't, like, relate to, you know, what I'm doing. Uh, I, I'm actually about to do a collaboration with my next two collaborations is Jack Daniels and um, a dispensary in Boston. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't always have to be, oh, you rock with streetwear or you wear streetwear, you into sneakers. But at the end of the day, I'm willing to, like, if if it can be created enough and have a narrative behind it, then I'm willing to do that. No, I understand that. And I'm fully aware of how I've got to the, the space that I'm in because there was nobody on Instagram, on YouTube, kind of pushing the product that I like. So, again, I'll just I'll use Adia Special, but if you look for Adia Special on, on the internet, unless it comes up with Gary Ashton, then I'm second. Do you know? Because that's the thing I'm in. And it wasn't it wasn't intentional. I just I just shared my product. And then I had a YouTube channel with a friend. And to be honest, the YouTube channel was me and him getting drunk and talking about trainers. And then people bought into that. And then from the, off the back of that, I've like worked with Adidas closely. And I get product to push. But again, it's only if it's stuff that, I believe in and that I think, yeah, I would wear this and buy myself. And then off the back of that, I think the, the, the bonuses I get is I get product that doesn't need pushing to show out as well. So I think I got the second pair of Liam Gallagher trainers after Liam Gallagher to, to do a video on. Uh, I get sent things that are going to sell out because it's it buys into the authenticity of stuff I'd buy um, with, the, with the product that I help push as well. And, and I think like Quezzy said, it shows the authenticity and it's but, it, but it's, I, it's a it's a byproduct of what I do. I'm not I'm not an influencer by choice. It's just a byproduct because I share my passion and then people follow and that's and then that's where I guess people and like me and Dwayne said on the podcast last time, people will call me an influencer. But I'm like, okay, I get it. You buy shoes because I might show them on my YouTube channel. But I do, that's not what I set out to do. I set out to just share my passion, share the things that I like. And if you fuck with me, great. And if you don't, that's okay as well. And then that's how you get the good levels of engagement. And that's how you get, you, you know, that's how you get to work with brands. I've never approached a brand in my life. I've always been approached because, and, and I'll only work with people that, that buy into my story and into my narrative, I guess. Is that a long enough answer, Henry? Yeah, it's long enough. Um, <laughs> it's perfect. So it's three minutes past nine, um, Clubhouse chat, Rise of the Influencer. For those of you who have just joined us, welcome. Uh, for those that are still with us, thank you. And um, just a quick recap. So we're talking about influencers, social media, and um, 
what what has been mentioned is that to some it's a numbers game. However, some would um, assimilate to those that have knowledge and pedigree. Um, also, as well, um, influencer doesn't necessarily influencer should come with um, integrity. So it's not just accepting any work um, from a brand, and that um, that that your 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 own integrity, your own passion. Uh, should should shine through, but with all of this, with all of that's been discussed, um, I want to ask Sophia a question um, in regards to influencing or influencers, and the question is, uh, God, what the question is? Yes, there it is. So, what is it about influencing or influencer that we show so much disdain? Why is it that we we always get a bee in a bonnet so to speak in regards to um influencing or influencers and that question is to Sophia hello everyone um I think we're just emotional I think we forget that at the end of the day we are run the corporations and Nike Puma they're running a business and I think it's an important distinction between influencing and an influencer I think an influencer's purpose especially in the social media space is to sell units and they have just enough relevance to move as many units as you can and don't think for a second that Nike doesn't recognize all the influencing people in the community they do. There's just a time and a space and it requires a lot of money to market that particular person because we are, are we are all the trendsetters and we are all the people who are the historians of the sneakers or maybe high fashion. We are interested in setting trends, not following them, being our authentic selves. And in, in that space, people like Danny, you know, people who have um, passion in what they present are able to put out what they want to and and everyone there because of that can you know now follow them because they set the bar or they don't even care about the bar but unfortunately that doesn't make a lot of money and you have to find the balance between the two and I think Nike does a pretty good job of that whether we recognize it or not we all want to have a collaboration them with them whether it's making or designing clothes with them or shoes but at the end of the day they need to move um product <clears throat> to stay who they are i mean nike's bigger than basketball itself it's bigger than you know the olympics itself this is a huge huge company i think we forget that because we're emotional and the same i'm a reseller as well but I always have to take my emotion out of it because I may really personally love the pair. I love the materials that they use, the durability. I love that they started to venture off in different color palettes or, you know, the colorway is different or this exclusivity. I have to research where this was at. It's only offered in this side. I mean, there's a lot of things that go, you know, into investing time into this and your passion, but those aren't the things that a company is looking for and you have to take your emotion out of it. So there's a very nice distinction between influencer and influencing, and we are all influencing everyone here, but we are also a very small group. The majority of the world connected to social media because they have no idea who they are. They have no idea what to wear in the morning. They have no idea what's cool and what isn't. But if DJ Khaled wears it, um, cool, because DJ Khaled wore it, and that's good enough for me, because there isn't any more that they can invest into that. It's not their passion, but they also don't want to, you know, they also, you know, want to attract.
I think we lost Sophia. Shoot, I thought that was me. I was thinking blood. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sophia, are you, are you still with us? I'm sorry, what happened? Um, your line cut. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you now. Oh, I just, I don't know what the last thing you heard was, but um, the, uh, there's a huge responsibility when you want to take on and carry an entire brand or a shoe by yourself. You know, if I, I decide I want to do this and I don't move, it's now my responsibility because I didn't move those units and I'm accountable for that. I couldn't sell it. I thought I was an influence, an influencer enough to move this, this stuff. And I, and I didn't do it, even though I, I am passionate. I think Sean Witherspoon is a really great example of how Nike does recognize overseas, but you know, they do give them that space in that moment. And I know a lot of, a lot of personal people that I, I know personally that are, you know, I consider family that have, that worked really hard on that project and it was like high five kudos it was honest to god it was like all of us now here in this room got an opportunity to create a shoe and it was really beautiful and um those moments are few and far between because there's just not enough of us there's not enough of not enough people who give a shit where the shoe came from or what it just looks good and that's the masses more than it is it's the minority not it's the majority and not the minority you know and, and those are the people that unfortunately as a corporation you have to focus on you know and 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 make sure that your influencers like your dj Khaled's and all those people who are have tons of followers and, and tons of interactions on their pages get the product because you know at least you're going to move it you know and if you if you fo focus on just the influencing people in the community uh, I mean, you'll have quality. Absolutely. 100% be the, the probably the greatest shoe, but we'd probably be the only people buying it. I mean, you, you, to talk too much history to somebody, you lose them. You forget that they're not as passionate as we are. We're all emotionally vested in this. And I think that's the difference. Wow. Nail on the head there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. definitely. Um, Can I just add to something? Yeah, sure. Quickly? Let me go just quickly. Just um, definitely about the emotional thing. I think another aspect of it, because like I can't add to what Sophia's just said. Like actually, what she said is bang on. So I'm, I'm not gonna talk about that really. But on the other side of it, I feel like people are quite uh, emotional. I think that was the question you asked why are people so emotional about this term influence and stuff like that. Um, I think it boils down to a few th things, to be honest. I think a lot of it is stemming from everybody wanting to be the star. Not, not everyone, everyone. I, that's obviously a sweeping generalization, but for the most part, it's like everyone wants to be a star. Nobody wants to make the film because you're looking at other people who you wouldn't necessarily credit as knowing as much about what you, you do. But they're making money, they're getting popularity that you consider to be your own in a yeah. sense you know it's like, like i love plantain 
if someone told me <laughs> they're making a million pounds from eating plantain, I'm doing plantain. Oh, plantain. Sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. Can Jojo finish what she's saying, and then we'll talk about the. It's the plantain. Thank you. <laughs> it's plantain. Oh, <laughs> mate, that's that's a that's a whole new chat. That's a whole different chat. We're gonna do <laughs> listen, <that>. your, <laughs> listen, your captain doesn't fly you over in the mountain. We're not plantain. It's not with the vowel. Oh, Jojo, finish what you're anyway, saying, please. It just kind of feels like a lot of the animosity about that term comes from the fact that there's a deeper feeling of, wow, someone's, you know, making money, getting popular, you know, doing something that is so precious to me and something that I've, you know, cultivated over, you know, X amount of years. And that is really where people start having the gripe with it. I think another part of it is looking at people and understanding. I don't necessarily look at everyone that has, I don't care if you've got 500,000 followers. Not everyone I look at, I de deem as an influencer. I can look at you and be like, okay, you're a marketer. Next, like, it's not, to me, there, there is a distinct difference. If you're not directly influencing me, I'm not going to say, oh yeah, you're, you're an influencer. Because to me, I'm just going to look at it. This is from my lens. I'm going to look at it from that lens. Or I look at it from a brand lens and say, okay, this person makes sense for this brand. But I do think that people are very sensitive about it because of the doors that it's opening, which they would like to put, to, let's face it, they would like to put themselves in. And sometimes that that's why I can feel like, why are we even, sometimes it's, I get why we're having the discussion, but at the same time, sometimes I feel like, why are we even having this discussion? Like, if everybody's staying in their lane, we don't need to have this discussion because the more you feel this thing of like, you know, a them and us, da, 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 you can't really progress. Like, even I've had it at times where I'm like, oh man, am I not doing something right? Da, da, da. And you just have to sit back and think, no, absolutely not there's some people that's meant to be you know front and center like I said to me they're marketers that's what they're supposed to do and there's some people that's supposed to be in the back doing the work you know and sometimes I know it can feel like those lines are blurred because you can't even get into the back you know to talk to the brands and da 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 but okay you just try and find a lane that's authentic and works for you you know that's why I would say I wouldn't even say I'm an influencer because the people that are watching me, the, the like individual people, they're not even the people I'm trying to talk to. The people I'm mm. talking to is the brands. You know, that's, I'm having a conversation. You know, you lot all seeing a picture of, oh yeah, this is a sick fit pic, da, da, da. I'm not even chatting to you. This is not even for you. You know, in my head, I'm trying to chat to bloody Sarah Donald, who's sitting in some PR somewhere and is like, oh, okay, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see how this relates to the email you sent me three days ago. Do you know what I mean? So to me, it's kind of like, you need to create your own lane, whether or not there's always going to be someone that's in the front of the screen and da 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 da, and there's, they're mass marketable and da da da. If that doesn't work for you, there's people on here that can do sick photography. I cannot do that. But I can't now say, oh, I want to be like Emil. Oh, how come Emil takes photos like that? I want to be like so and so. I can't, I, that's not my lane. I can't do that. And if Emil goes on and has a deal with, Kodak or Canon I can't be salty for that do you get it so I feel like there's a bit of saltiness because people are not watching their individual craft and what they can do which is why I like what Sean's saying is like okay I'm not getting in with Nike or Adidas or whoever it is that I like I'm make my own shoes cool that's to me that makes sense 
And if you can get, you know, to where you want to be just off being yourself, then great, win a win a chicken dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bless you. So that's kind of like where my head is at. Bless you for that. I, I love the analogy. Everyone wants to be an actor and not make the film. I, I think that's so, so, so apt. Um, but and taking that strap line, and I want to put a question to Jason Scopes. What about those that are trying to get into this game of influencing or being an influencer and are not getting any joy? Is, is what Jojo has said, is it true? Or do you have a different take on, on what she's mentioned? Oh, hello. Um... I just think I agree um, that people just need to be genuine, you know. A lot of people are just doing everything because they see other people doing it and they want to make that quick pound, you know. And it's just the fine line is just being genuine. Some people are just being fake about stuff and don't really want to put out their real opinions because it might affect the bag and I think it's essential that um, you know that people are just genuine when it comes to when you're in a position of influence where, and I know that people have said that I'm, I'm an influencer along them lines and I guess I guess I have to agree with them now I'll put, put up the post on my story to ask if people think I am because obviously I, I talk <laughs> nah, not at all, not at all. I guess I, I like to talk about Air Force and people like to listen. So I guess, you know what I mean? But it's just about being genuine. If the materials are crap, they're crap. <laughs> it's not good. If it's not good, it's not good. You've got to, got to let people know, I think. And sometimes people, people like to gloss over certain things and... Um, just highlight the good in things just so they can get the bag and get brand approval and you know let it snowball into something bigger than it what it is. But when you do that, it becomes fake and tacky and nasty and you know it's not but then Jason, do you not think that that's the influences that do that, that's what gives that name or that term a negative because a lot of influences in quotation marks don't do the real things that they so they don't talk about the negative things. They don't say, oh this is good, this is bad. So when people us, and I want to say us, like sneakerheads, into trainers, however you want to put yourself. We want the we want the facts, we want the real stuff, and the influencers don't always give that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't think I follow too many um, like huge influencers as such, so I don't really see the see the lies. But stretching away from sneakers, like you know, using like mad mad filters and lying about drinking special tea to lose weight and all of that and you know like there's a lot of there's a lot of gas going out and a lot of lies and stuff and it's just it's it's really really it's really really nasty because people spend their hard-earned money people take their time buying this buying that and they're not really going to get the results or the product or whatever is being pushed because such and such is lying about how they achieve this and that and the other and all of that like people and i'm deviating away from trainers but you know like people saying about are oh, they lost this amount of weight but really they went under the knife and 
took out a load of fat or something like that, but they're saying that they're drinking tea and all of this. It's just bare gas, like a lot of gas. And it sort of goes back to sneakers as well and stuff. And, you know, if you're not saying that you've been given this by a brand or something like that and you're not being, you know, 100% genuine and stuff like that. Appreciate that, Jason. Um, question for Philip Hudson. Do you think clout chasing is a byproduct of being an influencer? Do the two work hand in hand or is clout chasing and being an influencer, are they two different bags? And that's for Philip Hudson. Um, I don't know. It could be, it could be both. It just depends on the person that I don't know. I do see a lot of people clout chasing, trying to be influencers, but um, it's a hard one for me to kind of describe. I don't know, man. I think one leads on to the other. You clout chase with the intention of becoming an influencer or influential yeah. to gain that kind of buzz around you. And back to, I know Sean's gone now, but his point about Kylie Jenner wearing dunks. Like, if she was to wear dunks, people are going to see the post and they say, I want what Kylie, what Kylie's wearing. So they're going to want the dunk. The same way I can say, Rain posts a video on his YouTube channel. I'm going to watch that and it's like, okay, I want that dunk because Rain has spoken about it, broken it down, told me the history about it. Now I'm intrigued. Now I want that. So it's two, it's like two sides of influencing based on information or based on like admiration or desire because someone else has that. I, I feel like what Eli's saying, yeah, they, they go hand in hand. You can be influenced wow. to um, like something or you can do something. So with, with all of that said, um, question for Rain. Do you think brands are to blame for the rise of the influencers? You know my thoughts on this. I, I, you can't blame brands for anything. You have to blame the humans that have an attachment or uh, a sense of greed to want to become something from that product. So, for example, what is the aim of an influencer? Or, or okay, let, let's say that the new age influencer, if you want to call it that, because we've got people in here that are not pertaining to be influencers which is fine then you've got people that say they are influencers now what is their end goal <clears throat> and I, I made a, a flippant comment on one of the um on, on on the instagram when i posted it earlier about um are 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 influencers out there for greed or is it uh, i don't i don't think i put mental illness but i think it's it's the one of wanting to be seen and wanting to be liked so it, it, it comes down to, to, to that for me. It's like, for example, like someone's, um, Elijah mentioned the YouTube channel. Now, not a lot of people know that I've got a YouTube channel. There's 5,000 subscribers on there. If you know, you know. I don't do that to be an influencer. I do that because I like to talk shit about trainers. And pretty much like Daniel, obviously, I don't drink and get drunk and talk about trainers, but it's not far off it. Sometimes I'm going on there talking stuff about the trainers and I don't actually know. And I put the question out to the subscribers and I get educated from them. You know what I mean? And there's a difference in that to someone that puts up a picture and puts up a picture of them in <clears throat> the Mocha Jordan 1s and then the Essentials brown tracksuit wanting likes and then trying to shop that off to a brand. Like what Jojo said was very interesting. 
where she would send an email to somebody or if she sent an email to someone or responded to something and then it ties into a story of a picture that she's posted on Instagram almost two weeks ago. There, there, there's a plan and a methodology behind it. And a lot of people who are influencers, so to speak, um, they don't have that plan. It's just get the latest, post it up, try and get as much likes as I can and then and then push that onto the PR companies or whoever it may be. So it's, it's, it's an odd one. I, I, I just think, the influencer tag is is a uh, is one that people are using, and I think people who are using it are, are more so using it for monetary gain. They want to monetize the stuff that they either get or pay for. Because remember, don't don't think a lot of these influencers. Some of them get stuff for free, but some of them are paying a hell of a lot to keep up to date, to keep with the fashion, to keep up that 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 um, that fallacy of what's going on in their lives. Yes, sir. Word, word, I, I get word, called word, the influencer word, word, word. all the time, but I don't look at myself as an influencer in no Why way. I don't. Uh, Is it because I, the term the term's negative in our in our sneakhead circle? You don't think? Oh, yeah, I just do it. I, everything I do with regards to sneakers is out of love and passion. But so do you, you not think? So, sorry, so, go on, Danny. I would say so, Phil. You're you're influential, aren't you? You're influential over your peers, over your friends, over your followers. You've got the knowledge people buy into that to listen and think, oh, right, I, I, I believe what's coming out of this guy's mouth. So yeah. you're not an influencer by that negative term, but you influence people, and that's the difference, I guess, between a lot of people in here will influence other people and they're influential, but you but don't necessarily want to wear that influencer moniker, I guess. Yeah, like oh, like, over yesterday and today, not being a big head or nothing, but I've received free gifts from three different brands and flex not paid it. anything for them. Shut up, flex, flex, flex. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not the influencer on your bio. I'm not. I don't class myself as an influencer because of that. I honestly don't class myself as an influencer. Fair You're enough. A bad influencer, man. Do you, do you know what it is though? For me, sometimes <laughs> like I see some people do this influencer thing. And I guess like times have kind of changed because before it was just somebody who kind of like influenced other people. But now, because it's not like a sort of official job title now, they need something to call it. So the same way you guys are seeing it as like some person just going and spending a lot of money to fit with the fashion, that's their that's their job in a sense, to get sponsored by brands, to wear it in a certain style and do their thing. And that is their day job. Whereas Obviously, I don't know how it was exactly because there wasn't like social media like that. It was less of a thing like obviously back then, but I guess it's kind of changed now. I hear that. I have a question for um, Danny, Danny Hickey. Do you think brands giving out seeded products, do you think that's um, an affirmation or rather a confirmation of the fact that they are an influencer or is it just merely being a recipient of a gift? I think it depends the brand it comes from. Um, in my personal experience working for brands, sometimes we've gifted people just because we want the content from them. Like not even if they've got a couple thousand followers. Like I've worked with influence well, even if you want to call them that, I've worked with people before like three thousand, four thousand followers, purely because then the brand gets content from them and they don't have to produce it themselves. So it just depends really like what the brand's intentions are. Like sometimes it is because they want their 
the the eyes of their followers, but sometimes it might just be because they want the content they're gonna they're gonna provide them. So it does just depend on the brand. So with that said, um, so the brand send out gifts to or seeds or seed ins. They receive it, they post it, create content, blah blah blah. Does the level of likes determine the fact that one's being influenced, or or do we disregard that and just look at the engagement aspect of of the content that's being created? Yeah, I definitely think that the the engagement on the content maybe sometimes uh, sort of decide whether that influencer is gifted again. But then again, if they've just done it for the content, then it could not affect it. I've worked with this girl before who had a couple thousand followers, but she pr produced like really beautiful content. So the brand I worked for continued to gift her, even though her content wasn't like getting hundreds of thousands of like insight, all, all stuff like that. They just continued to gift her because of the, the pictures and the content she was producing. But then I've worked with I've worked with influencers that have charged thousands and thousands of pounds. They've not performed well, and then they've never the brands like blacklisted them and like not work with them again. So again, it works both ways, and there's all different like types of projects that I think can depend on that and what the what the brand wants, what the influencer offering. Also with gifting, I think it's just important to add that um, there's no legal like obligation. So obviously, if they've got um, less followers, they're more inclined to share it because, like I think someone said before, they wanted to show off like what it is they're receiving from brands for free. But sometimes, like they might, they brands people receive things and they don't share them, and the brands are like pissed because, especially if they're smaller brands, because they've sent that hope and they're going to get the eyes on their profile. And obviously, because it's not a legal obligation, like they don't have, they've not been paid to do it, they don't have to. So yeah, I think that's an interesting topic as well with gifting. It was a, can I just add that? It's a really interesting point, what the brands actually want out of the back of it. You don't always know, and that's a, it's a bit of a guessing game. Why are they getting in touch, and what is it? What is the brand's end game sometimes? That's what I, that's what I feel sometimes. I feel like they do tell you, though, Danny. Like, I think some brands, that, like I know you said earlier, you you'll buy into people because they you know they've they've got information da, da 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 but those same people you would buy into if they were to release something would you be able to say yeah that thing's gonna sell out because you you might love them and their thing's sick whatever but can they sell out and that's what sometimes brands are looking for that person that's gonna be like yeah we're gonna once we put this with there's certain people I follow I know if if I were to design something, I don't design, but if I were to, yeah, I'd give it to them because their followers do anything, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll sell out the product. And sometimes brands are looking for that. But like Danny said, sometimes they're not looking for that. You know, they just like the way they create or they, they just like what they do. But also a lot of people in this influencer thing are finessers, you know, like <laughs> I feel like that doesn't get called out enough. There's plenty of people that will come on Instagram to be tagging, thank you, Nike, thank you, Foot Locker. You paid Louder. for it, bro. You Louder. paid for it. You paid. <laughs> like, and we know, and th there's people I know that were not into sneakers before that will go on StockX, pay almost a grand to get Travis Scott's shoe just to go and post it with essentials, like Rain said. Amen. There's a lot of people you just... <laughs> thank don't, you. Don't be fooled by all of this stuff. 
Oh my God, oh, this man sent me the... No, stop no. lying. Nobody <laughs> sent you nothing. <laughs> Don't lie. But on Don't a real tour, do, do we do we get fooled by that? Because I, I don't get fooled. Yeah. I, we should see that. You know, we as in the sneakhead people in the panel here. I, I, I notice that massively and I just I just laugh at it, to be honest. You know what it's it is? It's that you notice it, but most people wouldn't. Exactly. Someone yeah, we are someone in all of this stuff, you'll be thinking, oh, there's even sometimes I'm seeing certain people, I'm like, oh, what? SNS sent you that? What the hell? Like, I'm confused. And I'm thinking, hold on a minute. Nah, 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 nah. This is a raffle win. You're lying. Like, no, like, no, yeah, you know I get that. Mean? I get that for the, for the masses that they might be pushing it out to. I, I completely understand. But for me, and I guess I'm probably speak for most people in here we can see we can see through it yeah but that's where it comes back to henry's question about is clout chasing and a lot of people they'll beg a beg a beg a brand so much to make it look like oh yeah 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 yeah. i get stuff so you might you you know you this other brand you should be wanting to send me stuff because as you can see from my last 10 posts i got hella posts today like hella freebies it's like no you're lying you didn't you know, so there's a lot of fakery and trickery, but when you're on the ground, you get to you get to know very quickly who's really about it and who just some people they just want to say they're about it just to be there, but they don't actually want to do any real tangible work. Um, so you just got to be careful of that in this business. Some people that you might be looking up to, this it's not all there. And like someone else said, for some people, this is their bread and butter. They are making bank off of this. You know, I, this is not my bread and butter. I very much have a day job and I'm on a salary, you know. So it's for some people, I think when you're saying, OK, this is my job, this is what I do. All right, cool. Yeah. But a lot of times it's finessing people packaging. I've had, bro, I can have Effie will tell you I've got stories for days. I've been in sticky situations where I'm in an event and people are calling me to try and get them in just so they can say they were there. They have nothing to do with the event. Boy. Just so you get it. So it's not everything that glares is gold at all when it comes to influencing. You just need to have some discernment to know who's really about it. Off the back of um, JoJo's point, I remember I was working for this uh, branding agency and I got hired alongside another girl who said she was a quote-unquote influencer and we were at the desk and then it was lunchtime and I thought I like we followed each other on, on Instagram she made a post um of her eating breakfast in Budapest so she'd gone on holiday like the month before but she was posting it like it was like current currently happening and it's just like that whole lifestyle chase she, she was that though like for them like I was saying earlier like that's their kind of job so They'll make excess content when they're on holiday and then drop it as if it's brand new when they come back. Whether it's going through editing or something or like they go and maybe put some filters in it or something. I don't know, like sometimes they might want to enjoy the holiday and then release the pictures later. But they'll act like they were there and be like, okay, cool, yeah, I was out here doing this and this and this. But at the end of the day, it's just content. Because like, for example, even we, me with like some of the trains I post, I took the picture like three days before. I then post it on like a Saturday or something or a Sunday. Like... Do you see what I'm saying? Can I throw out another question, Henry? Yeah, go for it, Danny. So, just obviously, we all know like trainer trends or just trends in general, things are uh, are cyclical. 
what next? What 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 about when influencers and influencing and that kind of thing is just so saturated? What's the next thing? I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. It can never be like, saturated. Yeah, there's there's too much going on right now, and too many people entering the market every single day. That somebody yeah. will always wants to be influenced. Somebody will always want to get some inspo from somewhere. Someone will always want to know what's popping. Like. Even me, yeah. like, I'm quite small, but somebody came to me yesterday and was like, oh, can I get size and advice on this shoe? And they were like, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm bothering you. I was like, bro, like, this is what I do, so it's fine. But other people, they might not be able to get that kind of conversation with somebody because all they do is post pictures. They don't, um, what is it, like relate to the product that they're putting out. Yeah, and, I, so, yeah. no, I get that. I mean, but, 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 sorry, I may have phrased that wrong. Like, what's the evolution of it? Where's it going? Oh, bigger and better, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I think Personally, that's I don't it. think it can end. I don't think brands are always going to want to. Yeah. Do you think it's um a cheaper? And this is an open question to anyone. Do you think being an influencer or the whole influencing game is it a cheaper form of marketing for brands? And to add on to that, do you do you think or do we believe brands actually understand the power of social media and how it actually works in terms of promoting products? and um engagement um and that whole that whole life cycle of a product yes yes yes. yeah definitely i just think that i just think that um influencer now is probably a fancier name for a real life ad icon i mean at the end of the day that's really all it is you know um i mean we all know about ad icons and it's just one of those marketing tools where you're constantly being recognizable in the culture that you're sustaining. You know, it's very subliminal and it's a brilliant marketing technique where you look at a Ronald McDonald, you don't realize, oh, you know what? I want McDonald's today. You know, it's the same, it's the same premise on a huge scale and it's way more cost effective because you don't have to worry about time and slots, demographic, who's watching at what time, because it started with television. You have the entire world at your access and it's completely free. As long as you give them a sneaker, as long as you give them a jacket, they are literally living ad icons and probably should get Funko Pops. I don't know. But that's exactly what they are. And it's brilliant. I mean, when you're coming from a corporate standpoint, because if I can touch an entire world and I can attach a subliminal message by just a person's face, every time they see DJ Khaled, oh, did you know that he got the clots? Oh, nobody, you know, it's, it's, it's simple, it's simplistic and, it, and it's, bri- I mean, it's really brilliant. So I mean, from that perspective, I just, I think maybe thinking of it like that, so it's not as offensive to all the influencing people in the community, they're just ad icons. Um, to add on to what um, Sophia was saying, somebody said something, to, I can't remember who it was, but I was speaking to somebody and they said, when was the last time you saw a Jordan brand ad? And it actually made so much sense because it's a, it's a thing of, cool, if we pay what we pay five grand plus um, we give so-and-so a mid. They will now push this mid to their audience. Jordan ha- Jordan Brand haven't had to use money put together to make an advert, to hire people, to to get props and do all of that shazzy or wh- all of that stuff. All they've done is pushed it out to somebody who seems to have a very big audience and a very big hold on either a demographic or just a group of people in general. Push that out to them 
and they will they will inevitably sell the product for for them if that makes sense all you have to do is send it to somebody who has a hold on a specific group of people and and the product sells there's no need to go on tv everybody knows tv's dying out social media is the next best thing or yeah, actually the best thing right now yeah, there's, I, a, there's, there's a budget that comes that. into it though yeah, that that I'd particular yeah. person, that particular celebrity or sportsman got paid to actually wear that shit. They don't just get gifted, then they? they yeah. were signed to a contract, which is part of the marketing budget. Yeah, yeah, and yeah I can't obviously that's going to be as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. like they'll have like you're talking about Jordan casual stuff. Like, do you, when was the last time you saw like, say the flying it racer? When was that ever advertised? Like they don't really it's like that thing that says oh lamborghini don't do adverts because people that buy lamborghinis aren't at home watching tv yeah so in the same way they're not going to advertise jordan mids because they're just like it's almost like a throwaway shoot but they will i can't speak you know for america but i reckon they are advertising like the performance jordans that basketball players are wearing yeah, they do. They do do that as well. Sorry to interrupt. They do. Um, I think for the latest Jordans, like, you know, like you've Jordan 30, 31, 32, like the prime Jordan basketball shoes, they still do it, um, advertisement for it. But it's just like mainly on, like you said, your social medias, like your YouTubes and your um, social media, like Instagram and stuff like that. So, but yeah, there's a difference between the performance stuff where they feel like they have to push that more with the advertisement compared to the mids and stuff like that. Cool. Thanks for that, Anton. Um, Ify, um, I think you wanted to say something. No, you guys said what I was going to say. It's all right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Excellent. Um, we've pretty much reached the the end of um, this session, but just before we wrap up, uh, it's an open question to anyone, or rather, it's a request. In that, does anyone have any questions they'd like to ask? I've got a question. Um, I, I do. Go, go for it, um, um, don't you think in this um, day and age where, especially in our culture, in the society, in the, the whole scene that we are in is based on something material, something that you can buy. So just having enough money, you cannot be actually an influencer with, with the right amount of money, the right strategic mind behind someone. You can manufacture an influencer so easily, right? Do you guys agree? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, if you take the people who have aspirations to go on Big Brother, Love Island, and all of that stuff, they're not going to Love Island for love. They're going to Love Island, <laughs> Love Island for exposure. So that when they come off the island, all of a sudden they're in Boohoo and PLT and misguided gear. Um, that's that's the aim. That's that's the game. Like they're engineering themselves from nobody's to somebody's there's a reason why there's like a specific group of people that we see repeatedly on these sort of tv shows right to keep up the appearance so that their name is always spoken about they're the same people who would pay paps to come and photograph them so that they can be in some tacky paper that you know not for me but there's an audience for that stuff um so yeah, you can engineer, people have been engineering themselves as influence Z-list celebrities, if you like, um, since like since we were kids. So 
this social media influencer thing is just an expansion pack of the Z-list celebrity, not the influencers of celebrities, but yes, um, to, to, I guess, engineer the point a bit more. Yeah, that's literally what everybody's doing. And I, I see it all the time. Like I work with uh, fast fashion brands. It's literally, you see it go from how you plan like, okay, that person's on whatever show. Like now they're, so previously at the start of Love Island, people did not get the clothes until they came off Love Island, right? And now some of them are actually going onto these shows and their suitcases are already filled with that stuff, right? So the brands are sort of inserting themselves into the spaces those kind of people operate in so that they can be like, okay, well, you know, in time for your appearance on the show, here's a bag of stuff, wear loads of it on the show, and we promise you when you come out, you get a banner in the app, and we'll do a sale thing with your name on it, and all of a sudden your thing. It's like Molly May, um, who's the other one? I'm trying to remember the names of all the other ones that we've done stuff with. Like, literally, that's, if they're not wearing the stuff by the time they get on the show, then when they get out, they're not gonna make much of themselves when it comes to like, the fast fashion game that they're all aiming for. Now you literally see them dripping in the stuff and that tells you that the brands are paying attention. It's cheaper for the brands. Like Molly Mae puts out a thingy bobby, a banner thing on her Instagram thing, on an Instagram page. And all of a sudden we get this influx of traffic and it's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess there's some impressionable people out there that consider that clothes on Molly May are for them. Power to them, I guess. But for the brand, it's it's simple. The brand knows that these people are interested. It's a it's a handshake with the devil, but you you know what you're playing at. Everybody, everybody pretends and everyone acts like, you know, and everyone does the six months later they'll do the mental health issues thing and all of that stuff and how it's really getting onto them. But everybody knows the game. And we're all just, well, the brand and the individual, they're just playing along to engineer themselves. And you don't need money, like Paolo's example, like you don't need money to do it. You can literally be a nobody who doesn't really want to do the traditional route of doing stuff and having a job and all that stuff and just go for it. Just go into those spaces, go into that Love Island aesthetic. I keep using Love Island example because that's the one that most of these fast fashion brands sponsor the most, but yeah. To answer your question, you can do it with zero budget and propel yourself into that space. Jonathan, do you think such those characters, do you think they'll ever get found out for for the falseness of, of their character? No, um, some of them will, but there's a reason a lot of them don't hang around, right, for long. Um, it's a revolving door. It's constantly spinning. Um when you say found out, who really cares? Like who, at the end of the day, who gives, who really, really, really gives a rip? Cause you know, as much as, so you have to look at the audience as well, right? So if we're talking about the audience of Love Island, there's been how many seasons of Love Island? There's been how many variations of a Molly May from Love Island? There's gonna be a new one. In that bunch, one of the girls is gonna be the main one who's gonna end up working with PLT or Misguided and we're just gonna splash them over the website and the and the app and stuff, and they'll just replace her. And it'd be like Molly May who? And Molly May's probably gonna have to find herself a spot in the jungle somewhere before she pops back up again. Like it's just 
that's that's why she's doing the giveaway. She's not doing the giveaway because she wants to give things away from the bottom of her heart. She's doing the giveaway so that she stays seen, so she stays... Re- Everything's about staying seen and staying relevant. And when it comes to people find them out, the audience doesn't really care. The audience is quite fickle. So even if she got found out, it's like five minutes of her and she still keeps her following. Maybe she might get cancelled and lose 10K out of however million she's got. It's neither here or there. Other brands will support her. Like I've seen some of these guys start off with pretty little thing and then something happens and then they move on to another brand and another brand. It's always a lesser brand or whatever. They never really elevate. They kind of hit their peak once they just come out of the house or wherever it is the show they're on. Um, so yeah, with regards to being found out, nobody cares. Um, they'll just milk it anyway, right? For some YouTube views and they'll do a special live and talk about their problems and then we'll, well, the general public will forgive them and there'll be a media darling again for about five minutes. So yeah, it's a cycle that just repeats itself and we're just rinsing these like characters who are really not who they are behind the lens, but it's whatever. That's the way things work. I think as well with the whole Molly May thing, she actually got found and there were loads of accusations of her faking the giveaway and she did lose like an amount of followers, but she's not been cancelled. Um, but I think as well it is prevalent to what's going on in society at the time. So there's another influencer, I don't know where she's from, I can't remember her name, but she's all over TikTok. But she went on holiday to Dubai during um, the lockdown. She got completely slandered for it. She's been like cancelled and whatever, but it really does like depend on what you're doing and when you're doing it and like what the current environment is. Because had like there been no attention on say COVID and Molly May did like a fucking giveaway or whatever, then she may have received more slander for it. But I don't know. It's very sort of like it digresses into what is happening in the world at the moment. And obviously there's lots of, you know, things going on with sexual abuse and harassment at the moment. It's all like what's main not mainstream, but what's on the news. Appreciate that, Sakura. Um, yeah, I, I think unless if anyone else has any other questions in regards to what has been discussed or even outside of it, um, I'm pretty close to calling this. A- um, can I just say something really, really small? Forgive me for saying it really late. Sure. Um, everyone has stated amazing facts and they're all correct. Just to add on to that. This whole influencer thing is a bit of a, it's a bit of a slippery slope because there are people who I have or like that I know, like some of you in here, who influence me every day and I take that with me and like I know there's a story to it. So I've spoken to you guys, I understand what you're doing, you reach out to me. Do you understand? Like, like there, there's some form of communication. Whereas I believe in the industry that we're in, especially when it's like streetwear and sneaker sneakers, um, and just fashion in general, it's the most easiest thing to get into to become somebody or become something. You don't really need to know what it is. Like a lot of these people who are claimed they're influential sneakerheads don't know anything about shoes. They don't know the history about it. They've never stood out of store they've never camped out or anything 
I'm not being bitter or salty because if I was getting stuff from Nike, I'd appreciate it, but I'd still be grafting at the same time. I wouldn't go and do public appearances and say, oh, I'm a sneakerhead and not know anything about what it is to be or what it was or or anything along those lines, not even in the sneaker world, even in the fashion industry. I think it's very easy for people to create a facade and brands to go with it so they can't take accountability. It's just like, oh, I've shared this person's content, but whatever they do and how they style it, how they do it is not our fault, but they're putting money in my account. So just like you lot said, Molly um, money May, nobody has to, Molly May is making money. Whether she posts or not, she's making money. But just like the, how the world works, I got you quick, I can get somebody quicker. The moment you do something stupid, I will replace you and get another best thing or get somebody that looks like you or, or would do it cheaper than you. That's just kind of how the world works, if that, if that makes sense. And I think a lot of people are getting blindsided because I know people who tag Nike. I've seen your receipt. I've seen the email come up on your phone. Nike did not give you this shoe at all. I've seen people beg for stuff like Jojo has said. I've seen people create this whole big facade. And it's because being in this, this, this social bubble of this social engineering is so much easier to give up on whatever you want to achieve in life to become an influencer or to become whatever it is that you believe that influencer life is or what it stands for, because you don't have to do much. You stand in your room and you build content and everything. But a lot of these people will refuse to have a nine to five job and that would be their life. They live, they breathe it and that is it. And that is why, like for some people, you can see who's real about it and who's not. But unfortunately, we're not diet product. Like brands are not going to call out these people. It's, it's going to be people on Twitter, people on Instagram or us saying this person doesn't is not really about it. And that person will still go on getting whatever. Maybe brands will disconnect with them. At the end of the day, that's what it is. That's how it's always going to be because that's how social engineering works. Fair that's play, how the media works. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. I've got a completely unrelated question, Henry, but I'm not sure if we have enough time. Can yeah, I go ask for it? it? Yeah, go um, for it. Are people ready for NFTs in the sneaker space? No. Do you think no. it's something that's going to take off? Because they're just the reason I'm asking, just for context, like three shoes sold um in the past week for varying prices, I think it's like Three three thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, and ten thousand um, dollars. Some some random brand did that, and it sold out in seven minutes. So, do you think that's something that other brands will start, you know, sort of paying attention to, and the way that we're going to go where we're trading in Ethereum or Bitcoins essentially um, in order to purchase shoes? I mean, uh, bro, what is even NFT? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's like a digital marker that you can collect. It's a digital way of collecting in that space. So instead of buying token, yeah, non fungible token just, money. Uh, I, I no, it's not money, but you can trade for digital currency now. And may the, the idea is that eventually it will be, you know, actual currency, but like a yeah. But there has been, you know, actual currency, well, at least here in the States. And I, I think there is a platform for it. I, 
I mean, yep. I, I just sold an NFT for $500. So, um, there you go. Yeah, it was a Batman, um, uh, McFarlane rendering, but, um, I definitely think there is, cause I think that's just the next wave of, of not just collecting, but just, you know, financial society and things like that. It's just, yeah. they go hand just in another hand. way of well, cleaning last, money. Right. I mean, will it last? I, I don't know. It just kind of just depends. But I do think that there's a space for it. And I think that that um, it, it will happen. I just don't know if it will be sustainable, at least until, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, how it is transpired kind of works mm -hmm. out. There's a lot of bugs right now, especially in art. They're doing a lot of NFT trading in art. I know this is off subject, but um, just trying to figure out, you know, um, how to not counterfeit it and what the, you know, blockchaining looks like and things like that. So, but I think there is, I think it's a way to interact with maybe the younger community who, who aren't exactly sneakerheads yet, but it'll way to, it's a way to engage them and it's a way to, um, educate them and then potentially have them also be, you know, maybe like historians like this, us who collect because we love the history or we know about the shoes or just collect to get the NFT. Well, whatever will. I mean, I think that if you're talking about a corporation, if it's going to sell your product, they'll they'll try it. I mean, and I just I think that it's already starting to happen. Yeah. So from what I've seen so far, it looks like you can buy digital content, essentially, Um trading with bitcoins and the brand can then say to you that because you've got this unique because with an nft you've got a unique token right and it can trace back to you or trace back to the owner of that token you get a shoe a physical shoe that you can, can then come in and pick up to align with that purchase that you've just made digitally um at that point you're buying shoes with bitcoin that's essentially what you're doing. Um, I don't know. I, I think it could take off. It's just the first time it's happened. It just happened this week. But let's see how it goes. But I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing other brands sort of jumping on it and seeing what they can do with it. I just I wanted to add that to um, Gucci, I believe, have just released something in regards to NFTs, saying that they're planning on releasing something for $12. And I believe it's with the silhouette of the Gucci right on where you have access to like a site or something where you can only digitally see yourself wearing the shoe rather than having like the physical shoe. So I believe Gucci are now catching on to it. It sounds mad, but if you've got 12 quid knocking around in your pocket, it might be worth picking up still. The resale. Where they, no, I was yeah, get it for me, get it for me. It's the way they pitched. No, the way I was going to say, the way they pitched that kind of idea for shoes was um, like, yeah, digital ownership, but that's to counteract uh, like fake pairs, replicas and all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, this is coming from Nike and then you can trade that digital token that comes with it. It's, all, it's like a stamp of authenticity from Nike rather than something like StockX. Cool. All right. Uh, Sorry, Pedro, what? just before you close it, I've just got one question, just one quick question. Someone's mentioned, or a few people have mentioned, that in regards to influencers, influencers on namely Instagram are buying uh, followers and likes. So two questions, or two, two, two-fold question. So if that's the case, why are they not being called out? And secondly, 
if someone is buying likes or buying followers, how can you tell? Um, I believe, like, say if Molly May was, like, buying followers, it depends who it is, really. So if there's, like, someone who's quite reputable in the social media community, perhaps the reason why they don't want to be or their sort of following or sheep don't want to be, like, calling them out is for the sake of, you know, if you admire someone or look up to someone, you're not going to go slander them. Um, and then there's other people who probably don't care about influencers as much, which is probably why they're not calling them out either. Um, in regards to like being able to find fake followings, um, etc., is if you can't get access to their engagement, just looking through their followers. Um, there was like another room where we spoke about a big business who hadn't shipped items yet they had 60k on Instagram blah 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 but you'd be able to see through their followers like I know it's quite tedious but if you were to scroll through people's followers and see like weird numbers and letters looking like you've just scrammed your keyboard as a username they're likely to be um bot followers or if you mismatch or see the correlation between the number of comments versus likes versus the total followers and then how many people they're following as well how often they like put, put things onto their story there's like a few things that you do have to consider and it's one of the things that a lot of brands that I've spoken to have considered when um wanting to you know gift or get in touch with a so-called influencer or social personality when doing collaborations and promotions so so so, so what well, it is I, i'm looking at someone now i'm not going to call call their name i'm looking at an instagram page now oh and they've God, got they, <laughs> they've got in the region uh, between 30,000 and 60,000 followers and then i look at the last post and i look at the amount of likes that that post has now i'm no mathematician but you should have more <laughs> than 200 likes if you have that amount of followers well, so again, shit, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's quite obvious and they'll blame I the just, algorithm the math isn't nothing actually no yeah that is another thing the algorithm has changed so perhaps like look back at maybe a post like a week ago i'd say and then see how many that has because the algorithm has fucked everyone up, basically. Um, there's loads of people who can't, who, like, say there's someone with 10K followers that are only getting around 100 to 300 story views. Um, it's really messed it up, like, fully messed it up. Um, I feel like, to add on, I think well, I think it was Rain that asked the question, I wasn't on the app. But I feel like, to, um, to add on, is a thing of, yes, look back. So you've looked at a picture from, this is the last picture that you've looked at, cool. You don't know. Obviously, you know when the picture was uploaded. It might have been the time of the upload and so on and so forth. So I would say probably look back at older pictures and see the likes. Because if someone who has, what, 30, between 30 to 60K and they're only getting 500 likes and, like, 20 comments, it doesn't really make sense if the picture is from, like, two or three months ago. And, say, across the span, if they're getting 300, 400, 300, 400 it's like, where what happened to your following? Like, uh, where did all these, <laughs> where did all these followers go to? Like, have they disappeared? So uh, it's a thing of yeah. I feel like just over time, you just need to monitor it per se to see if it's ghost follows or stuff like that. Does anyone else have anything to add? 
Um, I just wanted to add as well very quickly is a lot of the time when it comes to creators who are trying to grow their account or may already have an account they do tend to use hashtags so if you are looking for a fake fake account um have a look at the hashtags as well um see if they're using hash if they're like if they're not using hashtags they don't post as often yet they're getting like maybe 2000 3000 likes it could be a case that they're buying likes as well um or buying followers it's quite easy to do actually i know there's a girl in my year at college who does it it's quite blatant as well um but there's definitely like ways to catch on to it there's i think there's an app called preview and i use it to sort of align the, my instagram posts because the pre I'm... the pre the views in it <laughs> no it's not even that it's like... <laughs> Probably you can um, rearrange your posts to see what looks like, I guess, aesthetically pleasing. Um, I do it so I can promote the things that I sell and also because it's just my personal account. But through that, their actual Instagram itself. Um... Missing Hello. action. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, what, I, what, what I'm going to say is, um, I, I think we're, we're we're heading to the end. Well, not heading to the end. We're, I think there's the there's one very more imp- one very important thing that we have in touch here. Go on, Paula. Right, go on, go on, um, go on. En- engagement <laughs> groups. Have you guys heard about this shit? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about them. You know, you see these people with like five to ten k followers getting like five hundred um, comments on their posts with thousand likes, all from the same people. Yeah, oh, those, and then you'll see like they all comment like the same thing, like fire emojis, or yeah, yeah, it they can, get it can happen sometimes. Sometimes it's natural, right? but sometimes it's, it's weird. They're on Clubhouse. <laughs> I'm screaming. Sorry, I got a phone call. Um, <laughs> there's another thing with like the comments as well, in terms of like fire emojis, um, with engagement on Instagram as well. If you wanted to, like, I guess, support your friends and that in regards to boosting their engagement, helping out their business and whatnot. Um, Instagram tends to take into account comments that have five or plus words, I believe. And because in regards to what you guys are saying with like fire emojis and stuff, it technically isn't classed as like a proper comment and it just looks a bit like a bot. I thought it was three three words, not five. I wasn't sure. It was either three or five. um, But it does, if you are wanting to, you know, support your buddies and all of that, it does help rather than just dropping a couple emojis. I think that's why I'm banned from the offspring Instagram, you know. Wait, UK8, UK8. That's it. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Shout out, Aman. I know you're there. I'm locking off this um, session. It's really, really. No, you're not. Exciting. Yes, I am. Non-stop <laughs> Anyway, no, what I want to say, yeah, no, it's been great. It's been absolutely great. Definitely. Appreciate everyone that has um spoken. Appreciate all those that have been listening. Thank you very much. Um the rise of the influencer has been an interesting one. I think my take on it um as we close is that authenticity is the key. And everyone should try and be filmmakers and not the actor. With that said, we have been the panel. I have been your co-host, Henry, Rain, Van, Mill. We're gonna yeah, just, I'm just going to say two things. Um, 
I'm going to set up a hit squad. I'm going to set up a hit squad and I'm going to try and weed out these people. No, no, seriously. I'm going to try and weed out these Instagram people that I'm buying from Ireland and getting shit. That's one. Second squad. Secondly, I'm going to If you need help, I'll help you. I'm going to start recruiting. I'm going to start recruiting. Don't worry. I will come to you if I think you've got the skill set to weed out. But on, on that, what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave the group open. So I've, I've added a few people from this chat, actually. So just go through, add people that um, have said things that you were interested in or whatever it may be. Um, we'll be back next week. I believe Dwayne Will Jams will be taking the chair in regards to hosting. And it will be the second part of our Air Max Day so make sure you're logged on for that one awesome yeah as i said thanks to everyone thank you to all of you that contributed and uh yeah we're out bless people later later